a competition. This is not America's next top best friend. I'm gonna be true to me. Welcome <laughs> to the America's Next Top Best Friend podcast, currently uh, roaming around Australia. I'm Just swimming around in the water. I'm Hillary Sussman, and I'm here with Amanda Mitchell, who's That's wearing me. a hood over her yeah. face. I'm wearing, I'm wearing, it's not like a KKK hood. <laughs> I'm just wearing a shirt it's just that a has hoodie. a hood on it. <laughs> How are you, Hillary? I'm good. It's my fucking birthday week, bitch. I know, bitch. What are you going to do? I'm going to Northern Michigan to stay in a cabin with yes. my boyfriend, my sister, and my best friend and her boyfriend. And it's going to be Love. so much fun. So much fun. It is. I can't wait. We're going to climb yes. Sleeping Bear Dunes. Gonna maybe fuck around with wineries, but probably not because we're all too scared, but we'll carry out from one. Yeah, carry out from wineries. And then, you know, just explore some of the old haunts that are still safe. Yeah. That's good. I love that. And then right after that, like two days after I get back from that, I go to New York. And she's gonna be hanging out with me, dummies. Until I do have a lead on an LA apartment, but until things kind of chill the fuck out in california i'm gonna probably stay on the east side of the state yeah yeah of the country you mean yeah of the state i I was like you already are on the east side of the state hillary (laughs) how are you i'm tired um i have i was complaining to hillary about the fact that i have like a really bad crick in my neck and so i'm a little miserable um i have a lot of work to do but it's fine i'm it's, it's one of those like I know I can get it done in an hour, but I'm procrastinating on it because, like, that's can. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, literally all weekend, I was like, I'm gonna, I have, I have like two hours worth of work to do. It's fine. Did not do it. It's Monday. Right. I'm fucked. Um, it's okay. I'm gonna get it done. Um, and yeah, it's just been I had a long weekend. Um, I hate this time of August. I feel like this time of August, my emotions are always on like super drive and i literally feel like from thursday night until like today i've just been like all my emotions have been at the very forefront of my body it's been fucking crazy yeah i mean this is always an emotional time of year for me anyway um but i always i always forget and then i look at the date and i'm like oh cool 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 that makes a lot of sense um i don't know why i just think i feel like i have like residual ptsd from back to school <laughs> so like this time of august i was always when like the existential dread sets in that makes sense <laughs> i get that i get like the the anxiety that comes with back to school and now <gasps> this year they have like a whole new breed of anxiety where it's like mixed with God. covid fear it's like are my kids going to come back like usually your phrase are kids are going to come back with some kind of disease but like <laughs> like it's like wow we're in the middle of a global pandemic and we're talking about sending kids back to school <laughs> um i can't believe it's even a topic of discussion correct <laughs> like, <laughs> i just can't believe that um especially if you're going to college honestly as a girl who wishes she had taken a gap year 
if you are uh, one of our young listeners, if you are given the opportunity to take a gap year, fucking take it, especially right now. Like, I wish I'd taken a gap year before college. Yeah. Don't drop out of mm-hmm. high school. But if you've already graduated, mm-hmm. then you can take a gap year. Yeah, exactly. Don't drop out of college, but take a gap year like Malia Obama. Okay? That's it. Anyway, That's back it. to what this podcast what are we is really about. talking about today? We are... This oh my god, I thought that was real for a second. She just held this up a stuffed a... animal puppy. Yeah. Um, we are doing cycle two of Australia's Next Top Model, and we're on episode six, and Ebony <laughs> is fucking back, bitches. I... Thank God. I was like, thank God. But also... The the villain edit for Jessica? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. She's, she's like an like Amelia the... Bedelia villain. Because she was like, she was yeah. gaslighting the shit out of Ebony by being like, oh, I never talked about you. And she goes like, what? No, I didn't say anything. And it was like, honey, your voice is reaching she decibels pulled, I didn't know she existed. She pulled every excuse that she had. It was amazing to watch masterfully, to watch her kind try everything that she could do to evade responsibility she brought it and out. then her body just incredible. started rejecting the entire situation by having multiple mm. panic attacks because she was in the wrong and she didn't want to admit to it yeah. and that in- level of anger and anxiety is actually like toxic for your body hold yourself accountable it's bad it's good for you so, it's gross the title of episode six is oh my cleo <laughs> oh my cleo um, so my first note is Everyone shocked Laura went home? Yeah. Why? Yeah, like, why? the vibe has somehow shifted because now it's more serious since Laura was a front runner? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, in what world, y'all? She was always sure. going to be eliminated for being too short. Mm-hmm. There's she was no always question. going to be short. They knew she was short and she was going to be short. So, like, it, yeah, like, it, it, no question for me that she was always going to be a mid-season eliminee, you know? From the minute she showed up in 5-7, I was like, top six. She made it further than I thought she was gonna. Agreed. Especially um, with the way her mullet was evolving. Like, things were not looking good for her. That was a bad makeover that turned into a mullet. Erica Mail? You know, it just grew out ugly. Yeah. Um, leave the high heels at home, girls. It's time to see a new day from the top of the world. I fucking knew it. I, I knew it, it and I got so mad because I was like, I do not want to see anything from this height. So ever. the girls are taken to the Sydney Harbor Bridge and they strap in into their like carabiners, whatever. But also, I do love the fact that she did that, that Erica did this with them. Tyra would never. 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 Tyra Even would though we like did fuck get... with one of the girls ropes and like try to saw it so... <laughs> There was only half the rope left, so they would fall off and die. Tyra would dangle, like, just dangle one of the girls gently, like, jokingly, like, <laughs> Michael Jackson in Blanket. Oh, God. She'd be like, I was joking. And he was, they weren't in, weren't in danger. But Erica gets up there. She, like, shakes her gorgeous blonde mane of hair out. And she's like, we're doing media lessons this week. Look out for paparazzi. Yep. And then a helicopter like, zooms by and takes pictures of them. I would have fallen off the Sydney Harbor Bridge the minute that helicopter came up. I have a gentle starter reflex, okay? I feel like it was, they made sure it was far enough away that nobody was, like, horrified. Somebody, somebody from Georgia is calling me. I'm not answering. You fancy. Maybe it's Tyler Perry. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> so the girl, like, Erica's like, okay, give him a show. And they give the paparazzi a show. They, like, runway and, walk back and forth yes. on the bridge. 
but also it's i was just totally expecting an impromptu photo shoot here it would have been an amazing opportunity it also would have given me cycle eight when they're in australia mm-hmm. of america's next top model tees when it's dion and renee renee i think it's renee yeah yeah, something like that. And they have that amazing photo shoot with Nigel at the top of the, the Sydney Harbor Bridge. One of the best uncompetition photo shoots ever. Very, our lips are sealed. Mm-hmm. So oh, after the bridge climb, Ebony drives up in a white Ford Focus. And Simone proves I to felt be... Attacked. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> Simone proves to be the best person in the world. And she's, she's just screaming. Jumping up and down, screaming, yes, she's thick. Mm. And she hugs her. And it's so pure. And then cut to all the other girls are pissed. Cut to Madeline, who's like... Madeline... Cheeks are bright red. Uh Uh-huh. She looks like she's gonna blow. Madeline is obviously trying to keep her cool, but her body is... 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 Like, rejecting that. It's like giving Every girl is bitchy and pissed about it, except Simone. Yeah. Every single one. Even though Louise is gonna try to play nice later. I think Louise was the least... Like, Madeline and Jess were the most angry, and Louise is, like, didn't realize what was happening or how bad this could be until, like, she realized how mad Madeline and Jess were. I think Louise is just always a little pissy and not, like, a warm yeah. person in general. No. I agree. So, uh, the She's girls go to the Ark Factory, which is a PR company, and they're going to do a media teach. Yep. Um, yeah. Basically... One incident can ruin your career is basically the point that they're talking about. Yeah. And that you must be interesting and have credibility. And you can't be a face or a body, but you have to have an opinion as well. And then we see I agree. we see a video from Kate Fisher who's mostly talks in platitudes, but she does give a really uh good piece of advice when she's like, make sure you can like distance brand versus self. So you yes. you are kind of your own product, but when you get negative criticism, it's not about you. It's about your brand. Yes. But Hillary. Yay. I first of all, Kay Fisher is married to James was married to James Packer. Right. James Packer, like who was married to Mariah Carey, who had to pay out Mariah Carey when their engagement ended out ended because like basically I forget what what law she pulled, but some insane thing happened where she like he pay had to pay her for so many things because her life was expected to be a certain way because he's literally like I love that second to the second to the murder that's like what Don Gunvalson like, did to Vicky he's like I've been accustomed yes. to a certain well, that's style what he pulled, of living that's, that's called pal- it's spousal alimony. it's alimony spousal sub- support spousal, spousal support. support but yes it's it's alimony um but she was so I looked her up because but I they was never like, even I gotta, got married so what they is that never called got married fiance so, support Hillary well, yeah, Mariah Carey. We're gonna, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to there. But Kate Fisher was also engaged to James Packer, and their breakup received wide coverage in both the mainstream and tabloid press. No, she married um, him though. According to Wikipedia, she didn't. She literally said she married him in the video. That's weird. According to Wikipedia, she didn't. Because <laughs> um, they separated in 1999 and 1998, so by this point, she was out. They were deeply out. Um, she. Set, later stated that she received a few hundred thousand dollars in the house that they formerly shared. She eventually sold, sold the house for like over t- eight, $2.8 million Australian dollars um, in 2000. 
1998, Fisher has spent much of her time living in the United States. Since there, she has converted to Judaism and changed her name to Zipporah Atara Malka. Wow. She, after returning to Australia in 2011, she resided at a boarding house for 22 months due to redu- reduced circumstances, which means she was basically homeless. In 2016, it was reported that Malka was living in Two Rock, Victoria, and employed as an, eight, an aged care worker. She apparently showed up on, like, the Australian version of it's I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, all of this shit. And it's just, like, truly kooky, 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 kooky. Melka means my um, Hebrew name, bless you. My Hebrew name is Haya Melka, which means queen of life. And Melka means queens. That's really funny that she (gasps) changed her name to queen. That makes sense. So... James Packer. James Packer was engaged to Kate Fisher until the the couple separated in 1998 after five years together and a two-year engagement. And then James Packer married Jodie Mears. Oh, the show. God, everything's connected. (laughs) (laughs) And they lasted for two years and separated in 2002. Um, Then he became a Scientologist and then he wasn't a Scientologist. He married somebody else. So he's David Um, Foster. He's kind... I mean, he's the news version of that but basically he married mariah he engaged got they got engaged in january 2016 him and mariah carey um but they were broken up by october at the time it was alleged that the breakup was a result of carey's extravagant spending and the rose over the singer's reality show mariah's world but packer let her say the relationship had just been a mistake on both sides in november 2017 packer paid carey a multi-million dollar settlement in response to a lawsuit pursued by carey citing a quote inconvenience fee she sued him for an inconvenience fee it's pretty badass i love her we love her she i liked her from the video i was like she seems fun and like grounded yeah. considering i love it but yeah so, so back James at the house, is a huge australian hoe love to I see it yes. back at the house mm-hmm. um their doorbell rings and simone picks up the phone <laughs> looks at the screen and goes oh fuck it's adam which is the I first screamed. time we ever hear, like, Simone curse. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, oh, no, we don't need any workouts. We're fine. I'm like, sorry. We're alone. not expecting you, anyone. Thank you. I think you've got the wrong apartment numbers. And he was like, no, I was told 314. That's the girls with the big bottoms. And I was just like, shut up, Adam. <laughs> shut up. So he eventually drags them out of the apartment or out of the penthouse. And he's like, yeah. I got some feedback from the swimsuit shoot that y'all need to turn up. <laughs> Simone, what did you eat on the way here? And she's like. Half a bag of M&M's. I stan. Simone is my all-time favorite. She is, like, like she's just, like, winning my heart yeah. in every, every single scene way. she's in. Every scene, I laugh. I just enjoy her so much. So then, Ebony is can't do any strenuous exercise mm-hmm. because she has a, you know, a torn ligament or whatever. <laughs> she has like full risk of stroke if she does anything. Yeah. Oh, also when she came yes. back into the competition, it showed her doctor for a second who looked like yeah. he was ha- being held at gunpoint saying to she could, why. she was allowed yeah. to enter the competition. And I bet um, Erica was like off camera pointing like a, being like a 22 caliber pistol at him. Just being like, let her back in. She's, she's supposed to win. She's going to win. Uh, so you can't handle it. He, they make them do. I, was this the Australian they're version of like sprints. the presidential fitness test? Yeah, basically they're doing sprints, a suicide lot of that shit, runs, like, suicide bitch. runs. Yeah. Oh god. Um, and at some point, so at some point, this is we. I don't understand what happens here, but at some point, Madeline just like 
drops out and like storms away crying yeah well she she's doing the runs she's like Mm. i think starting to just get really tired and lose her breath and then i think Mm. just like the all of it including the fact that ebony just gets to sit this shit out just got and like walk around and she just started crying out of frustration and like right jess followed her and this is where jess begins her gaslight journey yeah because jess goes she didn't storm out i followed her and it's like cut to the clip of madeline storming out storming out and And bitching and and she's like and then jess goes oh yeah we weren't even talking about ebony we were talking about what we're going to have for dinner and then to madeline ranting cut to both of them being like it makes no sense that she gets to come back in it'd be one thing if it was after a few days but it's after a week yes and madeline's like she's a bogan like which is love to hear that we, I know, but it's like, yeah, she's white trash. It's like, that's what, that's what a bogan means. Um, it's like, it, it is truly, like, Madeline is truly feeling insecure that, that Ebony's there. They both are. And then and neither we, of them want to admit that. We interview Ebony, who's just sitting, been sitting on the grass this whole time, and she's like, Louise told, oh, Louise oh, oh, oh. told me that Madeline's intimidated by me. It's true. I'm just gonna be myself and cause a bit of havoc and tear their world world down. Like I get the frustration that she's she physically can't participate in the tasks and that right. the other girls still have to get judged on it. Like that yeah. sucks. And that also sucks. that would never happen on ANTM. And uh, they it, it, she would be gone. They'd be like be come, come back, back next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. They would be like that'd be amazing. Because it's truly not fair. But I love no. Ebony so much that I don't care about fairness in this situation. Also, because it's like it's not like like when Alex Perry says later, it's like it's not like she was like. It's more. This was life changing. It's not like. I hate to say like food poisoning, which we've seen twice. It's like that is something that you're going to get over in a few days, you know. But this, like, what happened to Ebony was like truly frightening. So I she feel like I almost died. She almost died. Yeah, like like she was in the risk of death. It was scary. So like I feel like yeah, it's not fair, but like at the same time, it it's hard to equate like. The, I hate to be like the level of illness that she has but it's like she she went through a lot and it's not fair in general so like in general then we get an everyone. Erica mail oh god yeah prepare yourself for your first grilling and it ain't a barbecue <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a barbecue baby so then Ebony is in the car with Simone and Louise and she just lashes out at louise i think it was one of those just like she'd been holding it in she doesn't so lash long. out at louise she just she vents to out. louise yeah and like and louise takes it as lashing out i'm sorry um you're right and she basically she's like i know you don't like you don't like me and like the only person who was happy to see me was simone and then they like have to stop for food before they go to this place mm-hmm. and then like basically that's when it all kinds of like comes all to hell breaks loose yeah um, and I love it because I forgot who says it, but somebody, somebody goes, Jessica's always having a fanny about Ebony. <laughs> so Ebony claims Jess is mad at her. She's Jess is like sitting in a field by herself at the, this point, mm-hmm. but Madeline yeah. and Ebony are talking and Ebony's like, yeah. Jess is mad at me. And Jess is like, I don't know where she gets that idea. I'm not mad at her. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're Jessica. in denial. We all can see it. And you're yeah. gaslighting her. 
you are gaslighting her because you don't want to admit that you are feeling insecure. And Madeline's like, where did you get this idea, Ebony? What are you talking about? And she's like, Louise told me fucking everything, bitch. Yeah, like, she hears you, like, and, like, like everyone's like, and then we, basically what, get what we've said about Louise is that she thinks she's being Switzerland, but she's also a shitster. Yeah, Louise is, like, playing both sides. She's an equal, she's an equal opportunity shitster. she tells Ebony everything that Jess and Mads are saying, and then she tells, and she tells Jess everything yeah. that Ebony just vented Ebony's to her saying. about in the car. Yeah. Yep. And Ebony says the truth. It, they're all mad, and it's unfair. I think that it's unfair that she get to come back. That's true. That's what it's like. And they don't like having what they're feeling regurgitated back to them. So you know? Ebony uh, calls Madeline out in like in front of the restaurant and she's like, mm-hmm. you've been saying it's unfair that I'm back. And Simone's right. screaming, she almost died. Like, what the fuck right? is wrong with you? And then Madeline it's, puts her yeah. hand up in Simone's face and is like, right. get out of here. Get out of here. Stop. Um. But, like, and Ebony also says what's also true, which she's like, don't you think I would have rather been here in the competition than at the hospital? Like, I was just like, good for you, Ebony. Stand up for yourself. It's true. So Madeline storms off and Ebony calls her a full kid. kid. You're being a a full kid, kid, Madeline. You're being a full kid. And she goes, oh, that's real charming as well. Yeah. So she sits down with Amelia Bedelia Jess and she's like... Ebony thinks we hate her. She thinks we've been talking shit. And Jess goes, and Jess Why? Goes, I don't What's even wrong? know what's going on. I don't on. understand. Why would she think it's that? Yeah. Why would she think that? Because you don't like her. And you have been talking about it. Yeah. Duh. You're so fake. I really, like, I was hating Jessica, Jess in this episode. Yeah. Jessica, I, like, I was, like, I was standing for a few episodes, and now I'm, like, I take it all back. I was new, and now I'm... I'm not into against. Her. You are now. Beating. I'm very against. <laughs> so then they come to Sky News where Eric is hanging out, and they're like, and basically they're like, it's time to get to go do some interviews. Yeah, it's a PR challenge, and they're going to yep. be interviewed by uh, anchor Natalie, Natalie Michaels, and uh, me, uh, one at a time in the studio. Natalie Michaels reminds me of. Um, Nancy O'Dell, but like in a very less charming way. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, so Jessica's first, and she's just like really, like Jessica what do is doing what she thinks is is being professional, but it just is robotic and diplomatic, and it doesn't feel believable because it's not. Um. Because Jessica would love more than anything to pop she off. She just has no moment. personality. She's like talking yeah. about how exciting the competition is, and she's like. It's really exciting. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> okay. Right. Ebony but calls out of all the other attacks, girls in the fine. house for being disingenuous. Except for it. Simone. Mm-hmm. Because. Because Simone's was, queen. Yeah. yeah. But like, I also, at this moment, I'm just like, oh, Ebony, you can't walk in heels at all, can you? Like, she has like these like tiny little like kitten heels on and she can't walk in them. Thank God she's six feet. I know. But so Madeline is very, very nervous and like she finds the the studio environment really, you know, like very intimidating. Yeah. So she gets put in front of the camera and everything about her comes off as fake because she's talking about her party girl persona and Mm. but she's trying to like act like just a nice girl. 
There's no depth. And mm-hmm. it just comes no off depth. as fake. Yeah. In front of a camera. She's just trying to become like, try, it's like, be the party girl we thought you were going to be. You just know? be yourself. Right. Be yourself. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Oh. Except you, Louise, because you're boring. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, Louise is next, and she says, I mean, before she starts every single sentence. It's like Christina in the, in actually. Actually. Yes. And Tatiana. Actually. actually. Tatiana. Actually. Actually. So she like, goes, oh, they're God. like, so how do you, how do you feel about Ebony coming back? And she's like, I mean, well, um, blah, blah, blah. How I do mean, you feel about you... the, the arguments in the house? I mean, well. I mean, well. I mean, I mean. <laughs> yep. And but, then um, it's just but, not um, good. But, um, but, um, but, um, um, actually. <laughs> so uh, Simone <laughs> does amazing. She does. She talks about her She's engagement. She's so natural. She makes getting mm-hmm. married young actually not sound completely horrible, which mm-hmm. was a feat. But also one of those, like, uh, but we don't see this side of your trash fiance, Simone. Yeah. Her fiance Simone. truly is trash. And I love Garbage. But I love that we don't have to spend too long watching him. It's just small intercuts of him being horrible and her being like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's our tiny little narrative that they spring throughout this show. Yeah. It's just it's like, like we get like tiny little tastes. It's, <laughs> they fully are using it for comic relief. Him being like, <laughs> I wouldn't move to Sydney with you if you won this competition. And it's her being like, like, what do you mean? Huh? And then it cuts to judging. <laughs> Yeah. So then, basically, Jessica's not happy that Simone got to win. Like they cut to just a si- like a silent moment of Jessica the talking head, just like uh, yeah. Uh, 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 what? But I'm um, pleased. Simone is the winner because she was the most herself. And the yes, reward the is most a herself. runway show. Yes, for GHD's Pink Iron. Mm-hmm. And she Which... gets to choose two girls to go with her and obviously picks Louise and Ebony. Mm-hmm. And Erica exactly. goes, good choice. Good choice. I was like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> to be Madeline and Jess. <laughs> I know. Erica, just like savage. <laughs> Erica knows who's cool in the house Erica and who sucks. stands Ebony. Like, you can just tell that she, like, lives for Ebony in every single way. Yeah. She uh, really does. She's not even so hiding right. the fact that Ebony's gonna win at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Peter Evans, we're gonna get to him in a second. He owns a few restaurants oh, called wait, really quickly. in Australia. Wait, one second. Mm-hmm. So Erica oh, says that moment. the girls who Simone didn't pick have yeah. to basically be PAs for the live event and hand out brochures and work the door and <laughs> serve drinks. Yup. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Ebony calls her boyfriend and goes, he's like, how was it coming back in the house? And she goes, Simone was Pretty happy much, to see yeah. me, but the rest of them are fucking whores. I laughed. Fucking whores. Yes. So then this is when Peter Evans, who owns a, re- owns a bunch of restaurants in Australia called Hugo something or other, <laughs> he comes over to teach them to co- do cooking tips. We're going to breeze through this because Peter Evans, I was like, he teaches them how to roast a fish. It looks delicious. It's great. A and then full dead ass fish. I looked him up and guess what? He's been me he too. full on like active anti-vaxxer. Ew. Like full garbage anti-vaxxer. Like 
like won the Australian Skeptics 2015 Bent Spoot Award for his diet promotions, campaigns against fluoridation, and support for anti-vaccination. He literally, he literally was criticized by peak Australian medical groups for attempting to promote a product with a cure for COVID-19. He basically said that he had a subtle energy pro- platform product called the Biocharger NG, where for $15,000, he had a recipe to clear your body of the Wuhan cor- coronavirus, quote. It's basically a plasma lamp. It's a light machine. And he was trying to charge people for it. And he got in big old trouble with the Australian government for Damn, it. Damn, so guess Two first names, Amanda. Two first names. Peter Evans. It's just true. Never trust a man with two first names. My dad does that. Rules to live by. Mm. So Jess has a panic attack and Mm. it starts off camera and we get a little narration that she came in to see Louise and she was like mid panic attack. And then we kind of see the tail end of it with Madeline comforting her too. And we find out that she like gets them all the time and she's used to it, but she had a, she's had like a hard time coming out of this one and it was apparently like I a really why. bad one she's, like she's had it in a very stressful environment i don't blame she's in her. a very stressful environment everybody's against her and she's like i yeah. think slowly learning that she's gonna get a really bad edit <laughs> yeah real like she, i think she knows at this point because like like i'm sure the producers are asking her questions that are talking heads that are gearing her she's not like the thing about jessica's like she's not nice but she's not dumb and then ebony goes i think for her health she should leave and I'm like, LOL, you're one to talk. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, oh, it's so good. But also, that's when I was like, oh, well, maybe they were trying to give Jessica Jessica her Gemma edit. Maybe. And have her talk about some mental health shit. She did not take the opportunity. But she didn't have a public meltdown the way Gemma did. So the <laughs> winners go to their fashion show, yeah. the GHD's Pink Eye event for the National Breast Cancer yep. Foundation. And it's in a bar. It's in a bar. It's in a bar. I've been to a fashion show in a bar. I went to a fashion show at the, cl- the Playboy Club. It was fun. Uh, but, Madeline and Jess yeah. are treated like shit from the minute they walk in the door. They're like, like, oh, hi, peasants. Can you stuff those bags over there? Thank you. Yeah. They have to pack the gift bags. They have to do something else. But they have to basically be what they say, call our door bitches. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which is where they're checking the loin. Yeah. So they're like letting people into the event. And Jess <laughs> is being super bitchy to Madeline because she's just like fucking had it. She's in a bad mood. But, like, Jessica's one of those girls who, like, doesn't realize, you know, it's better in those situations to, like, just put a smile on and pretend like everything Dude, is cool. Dude, you've got to have a home. sense of humor about it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to take yourself too seriously and everything's going to be And terrible. you're going to have another fucking panic attack. Yeah, because you're just, yeah, it's not good for you. You have to take things not so seriously. Um, but basically, the runway show starts. I have very few notes. Other than I still don't understand what the style of runway is because everyone is not doing like I just have the note that Louise's zipper broke on her dress and also and she still walked the runway in it. The whole show feels very catalog because of the styling specifically. It felt very oh god. But also it's like for charity, so maybe that's why. But they look like they had fun. They had fun, and that's all all that matters. matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's important to me. Erica Mail. Erica Mail. Yes. Time to get down and dirty. Can you score a goal for your modeling career? Yes. And Ebony at this point yells, In the mud! <laughs> so we go to Central Coast Stadium in Gosford, and Michael mm-hmm. greets the gals. 
and they're going to be shooting a five-page editorial for Clio magazine, which I learned does not exist anymore. Sad. But I each know. girl gets their own page and spread, yeah. which is so cool. Yes. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, and Nadal Stelio, who's the editor-in-chief of Clio, is there to, mm-hmm. you know, watch them. And the girls are going to and... be shooting with a soccer team. Hot. Yeah. Okay. So Joe Ferguson, who's the style director of Clio, is also the stylist for that day. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they add the note that says, you get no say in your outfits and basically tough titties if you don't like it. Yeah. She's like, okay. I'm going to be styling you in winter trends and uh, you're each going to have like a look. It's a weird thing to say this, especially because it was like, did you say this? Because all of the outfits were fucking hideous distractingly horrible i could not all of my notes are in all caps about how ugly these outfits are i was offended this is how fashion goes south i liked louise's only because it was like listen listen only because it was like 2006 personified it was like An airy dress over jeans, like a pair of gloves for absolutely no reason. The dress is over like a t-shirt, fucking a beanie while you're wearing a summer outfit. It was just like was perfectly 2006. I was upset, Hillary. I was upset. I was upset. Very of Why the was times. She, wearing, she was wearing a sheer dress over jeans with a sleeveless I I I was so just I was crying because I was so offended so before the girls even get dressed Joe Ferguson (laughs) walks around and deems them as like what what style she's gonna put them in so she walks up to Jess and she's like you're black eyed peas like hip (laughs) because black eyed peas is hip at this point (laughs) Ebony gets like French chic Simone's obviously preppy um, I think like Louise's boho rocker. She Louise's seventies boho, and Madeline is the rocker prom queen, which is why they put her in a fucking tiara. The that was something a I did have to comment on. Tiara was why the fuck is she in a tiara? I I I tried to Google this spread. Ebony's was the most distracting for me. All of it was distracting. All of it was offensive to the point where I think my brain just regurgitated like my i felt my ears bleeding just like experiencing this so simone i know i'm being dramatic simone's up first and she does well she's very confident i have no notes on simone uh ebony actually gets lifted by the soccer team yeah she i mean she knows she needs to work twice as hard michael is tasked with calling out jess and madeline backstage and i love it he does a better job of this than Jay Minwell ever fucking could. Yeah, he just like because pressures he them, them into being like, say you're okay with the fact that she's back in the competition. Say you're okay so nobody yeah. thinks this is unfair. Like, it's, it, it, I don't even think he was saying that. I think he was just saying like, I don't like, it's like, he was just like, you're being really unfair to Ebony and I think you need to apologize for how fucking hard, like, hard you came down on her. You know? So Madeline apologizes, and, but Jessica right. absolutely refuses to. Because she does. Because that's what Jessica does. And course. Jessica gets and, upset by the fact that Madeline backed down and did apologize because now she feels alone. Because And well, yeah, now because she knows she looks like the bad guy. She is the bad guy. She thought, yeah, she thought she had an ally in her bitchiness. And once the minute, the minute she didn't have an ally, 
she she victimized herself. I feel like it was Madeline mainly move. apologized because she was like, oh, I'm going to go shoot with like a bunch of boys. And she was just in a really good mood and horned up and right. just ready to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just like, I also think Madeline realized like, oh, I need to keep the peace because like. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong here. You and know? I look like bad. she like. And I'm in the wrong and enough people have told me I'm in the wrong that even if I don't really believe that, I'm still going to apologize because clearly I've caused harm. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if you know you caused harm to somebody, I'm not saying fake an apology, but like the best thing you can do is just say, I'm sorry. And and not I'm sorry if I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. That's it. But Jessica refuses to do it. And that's why Jessica and Ebony's like, whatever, I'm over it um so madeline shoot (laughs) she comes off a little butch it's not good and her outfit is not helping at all why at all so they so i okay so here's what i wrote this outfit omg no (laughs) which is where i hit my keyboard (laughs) and then a plaid scarf a denim jacket a summer i know maxi dress her in australia but a summer scarf is the most offensive thing in the world a plaid it looked like uh, ew so it looked like the scarf a rapist wears in a 90s comedy louise is up next and she as i said before her outfit is peak 2000s the epitome of 2006 um and she we also did note that the the gloves she was wearing were fingerless uh-huh. we have to know and they were denim leggings they were very very either they were denim leggings or very very skinny skinny jeans it was one of the most offensive combinations of clothing i've ever seen in my life and she's also None offensive of these clothes deserve because this. she does really bad on her shoot she can't let go yeah and, and she, she has to go do like a jumping to... walking pose and just cannot find the coordination mm-hmm. um i agree and then last but not least is jess so she's losing it backstage before the shoot Mm-hmm. She yeah, she's already she's having a panic attack. Continues to deny, deny, deny participating in the Ebony situation. Fully right. has convinced herself she's the victim, and everybody's yeah. against her. And then starts panicking. Mm-hmm. And Louise, she's like, I was on the verge of a panic attack all week, so of course I was acting weird. And Ebony's like, No, you were acting weird because you don't like the fact that I was, I was. She's there. like, Well, it started with when I the second I got back to the house, so I think maybe it's a little bit of a coincidence. Okay, right. And then Ebony goes like, But. Even if you were having a panic attack, that doesn't mean what you make what you said to me okay. Yeah, Ebony, like I was like, damn, stand up for yourself, bitch. Like this is the way you do it because it's like Ebony is completely level headed. She's like when Jessica says she, later that she screamed at her, I was like, she did not scream at you, but that's no, the way you need didn't. to imagine it to victimize yourself further. You need. She to was totally soft spoken. She was just like she realized that Jess was not going to apologize and was just like whatever Mm -hmm. I'm over it whatever she's like basically she says you can't you can't justify everything and literally Jess goes I'm not but you are and it's like and then Jessica starts to have a panic attack because she riled herself up I hate to say it I'm not I don't want to be victim blaming but I am Mm. like she riled herself up so Jessica goes on to do her shoot yeah. and actually does well, considering all the drama that happened backstage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You need, when even Louise is telling you to be professional, like. <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> right. So on the way home, um, it's Jess and Mads in the car together. And Jess just goes off on mm-hmm. about Ebony. She's just mm-hmm. bitching, bitching, bitching. And Madeline's 
somehow become the voice of reason and is trying to be like okay well she wasn't yelling at you and jess is like yes she did she did yell at me her voice goes to another level when she's that upset another uh, yeah it's literally another only dogs can hear her she did Mm -hmm. yell at me yeah she did like if somebody said what if somebody made you cry and threatened you professionally how what what did she do no she didn't like like the way like it's it's amazing this is, I mean, I, I love an educated woman, but it really is amazing how an educated white woman can really learn how to victimize, how, how to weaponize language the way that Jess does in this way. In this way. She just refuses to take any She's iota of responsibility. Like, even any iota of responsibility at all. She is the permanent victim. She has, been, she has been attacked. Show. Like, even when Louise is telling you again, like, I remember- Madeline say, like, is telling you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, didn't she say, like- I'm upset because I didn't feel supported by Ebony. And it's like, Jess, you weren't being supportive of Ebony. And then Madeline's like, uh, we did, we were in the wrong. What we did was wrong. And Jessica's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Because she thinks that because she was just sitting back and doing nothing, that means that she was not, you know. Um, But like, the worst part is that is when Jessica goes super passive aggressive and like, and Madeline just says something like, well, you know, Ebony says she's over it. And, and Jessica just goes, well, I'm so glad to be back in the good graces of Queen Ebony. And it's like, you learned nothing. Oh, no. Like, it's like, it's Madeline just put in all of that labor for you, for you to be a fucking cunt. <sighs> like, it's just not good. It's not good. Erica Mayo? Yeah. <laughs> Will the judges find you headline material? It's time to face your very own press conference. Prepare for someone to be eliminated. Dun, dun, dun. And then we see all the girls talking and everyone thinks they're safe, but particularly Louise thinks she's safe. And I was like, no, honey, you're Sweetie, going Sweetie, like, absolutely not. Oh, tall, darling. And then this is when we had the conversation between Simone and her fiance. Yes, it's great. And she's like, and he's like, well, if you win, you're going to have to move to Sydney. And she's like, well, it would only be for a little bit. And he's like, well, yeah, I wouldn't move to Sydney with you. And she's like, what? <laughs> Cut to judging. Cut to judging. So the guest judge this week is Nadal Stelio, the editor of Clio. And I love the fact that they keep introducing her like we haven't met her already. I know, this I know right? So uh, the judging challenge is they have to read from a prompter. This, okay, we, Hillary and I have a lot of firsthand knowledge about teleprompters. Yes. And we can say this for one hand. It's really hard to read from a teleprompter. Yeah, it is. Like these, these challenges are, are almost unbelievably hard. For like, I mean, you and I have stage training, and we would still admit like teleprompters are really fucking hard. Like, so these kind of challenges, I'm like, they're just there to laugh at people who can't read, which is weird. <laughs> like, it's a weird thing to find humor. Yeah, in. nobody can but pronounce any of the designers' names. Yeah, nobody. But it's not. We don't get like a Magneta level. No. Laughable. No. No Magneta. <laughs> no Hermes. Uh, just basically. Yeah. Can't pronounce designers' names, stumbling over words, and mm-hmm. can't see the teleprompter. Squinting. Yeah. Squinting. Um, which I would probably be doing. Because that looked like, that teleprompter text looked teeny tiny. So Louise is back to giving, she loves an excuse. So they're yeah, like, Louise, um, you need to research your designers because you didn't pronounce any of them right. And she's like, she's like, 
Oh, well, I, I don't think I actually do have to research um, because... I know who they are. I know, I know who that is. You know who, like, blah, blah, blah is? Yeah. Yeah, it was like Izzy Miziaki, and I was like, she don't know who Izzy Miziaki is. <laughs> um, and then but, yeah. they show her photo, which <sighs> I actually liked. I know I'm in the minority, but I liked it. Yeah, I... I absolutely hated it um but she um, complains that nobody on set posed her and they're like bitch that is your job that is, you are a model what do, what do you think you're supposed to do like i thought it was just so low energy nah 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 nah, nah. jessica delivered she looked good she looked sexy she looked comfortable sexy. she did what this brief was meant to be you know like it the brief looked like it what it was supposed to look like and that's it um then they call madeline out for her reputation in this really weird bizarre like left-handed way where i was like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like what 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 yeah they like and then they get upset because like she's hiding behind her bangs and she's trying to pretend to be this like sweet passive girl and erica's like you are on show what the fuck is wrong with you 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 are a model you like fucked somebody this season what are you doing Stop right, like, like stop pretending right. that you're this demure angel. Like and Erica's like, I expect a lot from you. Like you impressed me thus far and I expect a lot from you. Like the way Erica melt like freaked out on Madeline could have been a Tiffany level Tyra meltdown. But like Erica it actually just seemed like one of those like not even I was rooting for you, but like a deep level, like I care and you're pissing me off right now. Except some I, I was Erica. on Erica's side. Oh, no, I'm deeply on Erica's side because I'm just like, I understand that. She's the best. Ugh. And also, Madeline's photo is bad. It's it is awful. not good. It is nothing good about Ebony, it. She looks so tacky. Ebony's up next and she needed to, like, fucking bring it this week. And I thought it was just very eh, Fine. boring. And so she, because her smile is so beautiful that I was like, how do you make her look weird? Like, how do you... It looks, just look cheeky. Simone, George you know. Antony is not into it, but everybody else loves it. I love it. She, I was distracted by the denim skirt. Well, that's fucking But it Joe's was the best fault. one of the day. It was the best one of the day, for sure. So, But it's still not great, but it's the best one of the day. Deliberation. Um, Simone, they're like, <laughs> Simone stays. Yeah, Ebony stays. Ebony, the save. And they're like, Jess... Yeah, whereas George is like, I think it's Jess's time, because George has been gunning for Jess. Yeah, he wants like, Jess gone. Alex gone. Perry wants Louise. Mm-hmm. Alex Perry fucking hates Louise. Hates Louise. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think Alex Perry pulled rank in here, because, like, I feel like I feel like it was 50-50. Um, and then like, Madeline, and they, they're just like, uh, we don't know what like, to do. Like, she can be a know-it-all, whatever. But then I love the fact that because George tries to be like, I judge girls by the looks and it doesn't really matter if they're, what their personality is like. And Erica's like, he, she goes on this very beautiful rant about how women should be able to speak for themselves, especially as models, because like they expect, she basically is like, they expect me to come in and be able to have a conversation because it, like, if I can talk to them, I can represent your brand. Right. And Victoria Fisher like looks at Louise's photo and goes, she will never get booked on a go see just because she cannot I, speak. She cannot speak. I it was I was like, these are the conversations they never had on Top Model that are really important to talk about. Like, because these are they made they were making points points. Call out order: um, Ebony, Simone, yes. Jessica. In the bottom two are Madeline and Louise. 
Madeline delivered a week photo and she looks like she's lost her passion. Passion. Um, Louise needs to perform with confidence all the time and she's not giving enough to the for the judges. And guess what? Shockingly, Madeline is safe. Ooh. I know. All the girls like are openly shocked. Like it's one of those no, like I they actually knew don't Louise know. Was going home. I knew we was going. I mean, we we because we know how the show works. We know the formula. <laughs> like, we saw. Yeah, we saw. I could see the writing on the wall from episode like last week. But like, I feel like all the girls thought Madeline was going to go home for. I don't know for Ebony maybe. I don't yeah. know because she did bad in the challenge. I don't no, know. No, yeah, totally because but... of the Ebony drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. But boy, Louise. Bye, bye, baby. Boy. Do you want to do with Zaynab? Yeah, what happened to her? So, Louise took a little over 20 tests. That's it. Wow. Like, that's literally Bye. it. She had no other work. She's now working in the architecture business. Um, She's doing the photography and advertising part of architecture. And that's it. That's it. All right. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Um, Do you want me to do our social media? Please. Hello? If you guys want to find us on social media, you can go to our website, americasnexttopbestfriend.com. There you can find all of our social media links. And if you want to send us an email, it's nexttopbestfriend at gmail.com. You can also join us on Patreon, where we're going to be talking about Jamie Manuel's book. I have a copy of it. It is very big, and I am not looking forward to it, but it's going to be good. <laughs> and as for me, you can find me on social media at Loch Ness Manda. That's M-A-N-D-A. And it's Loch Ness like the scary Scottish monster on Twitter and Instagram. Hillary? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hilarious123. Um, we're going to be releasing our first Patreon of the month this week. Uh, so yep. if you're not a Patreon member, go sign up so you can join us and uh, well, we drag reality TV contestants. Yeah, because we're definitely going to be talking about Below Deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you fucking know it. Okay. We love you guys. Okay. Happy birthday to you guys. me. Happy birthday, Hillary. She going to be old the next time we talk, y'all. That's the truth. I know the next time we talk. I know. Next time we talk, we'll be together. We'll figure it out. Okay. I love you. Share the change. Bye, guys. Bye.